Welcome to The Scoop, brought to you by Indeed, your weekly dose of internal talent news from here and around the globe. So grab your popcorn and open your mind as I hand you over to our anchors from Tarpod, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Scoop. I'm Craig. And I'm Lauren. I've no idea why you're laughing. Oh, dear. Just one of those days. I know. You're just looking at my beautiful face and I bring joy to the world. You make, it, it? it makes me laugh, that's for sure. It brings joy <laughs> to the fucking world, man, I'll tell you now. So, yes, the Ron Burgundy and Veronica Corningstone of TA News are here. And we're fast winding down this year, oh. but we've still got a few episodes to go. We do. We're not quite to the end yet, my friend. No. Not yet, anyway. It's, a, it's less a sprint to the end as a stumble over the line, I think. Oh, Jesus. I know. The end of 23 can't come here quick enough for me. Yes. But anyway, I'm going to rock on today. There's been, on a few, there's been a few more layoffs around the world, but I'm oh. not going to talk about that shit. Yay. I'm over it. I'm sick of it. And anyone who lays anyone off before Christmas is just an a-hole. They are. I've just decided that. That's <laughs> very appropriate. Okay. Uh, as of today, I'm bringing you this little news scoop. This is in shortlist, uh, but it's also in a lot of our, the other news things that we read in our circles, people. Yeah. Now, as of today, December the 6th, that is today, yes, mm-hmm. yes, ahead of um, the limits on fixed-term contracts taking effect. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, so the Fair Work Amendment for Fixed-Term Contracts Regulation for 23 now available on the Fair Work Ombudsman site and they've updated the website for new information on the laws and the exceptions to the rule. Gee. So the Secure Pay Better Jobs Act amended the Fair Work Act to prohibit the use of fixed-term contracts for the same role beyond two years or two consecutive contracts, whichever is shorter, including renewals while providing some exceptions to that. That are prohibition. So, yeah, if you've got someone on a fixed-term contract for any more than two years, you need to make them perm or they're gone. You can't renew. So there are exceptions to the rule, which I think in – I had a brief read, so don't take this as gospel – that I believe that some of the higher-paying fixed-term specialty contracts that you see in tech may still be viable. I've got to do a lot of reading on this because obviously it affects my day-to-day, but it is going to be some exceptions, but it is going to stop this wage gouging and constantly having people on contract without taking them Do you think it's a good idea or...? I do in some industries because mm-hmm. I know um, many, many years ago when I was in the airlines and Qantas moved everyone over to 12-month fixed-term contracts and it was a way of avoiding having to ever pay um, oh, massive redundancies oh, yeah. or having to pay out long service mm-hmm. leave and all of those things. So they were they were rotting the system uh, and they just keep renewing everyone on 12-month contracts over and over and over again. Right. And it also stopped people getting a lot of staff benefits as well. And I'm actually glad that some of the bigger companies who have been abusing this are going to get caught out on it. Mm. It's going to hurt some of the little companies. It is. And, and also some people who like being independent contractors and also like where they're staying and we're happy for it to roll over. That's not good for yeah, them. Yeah, some of them are. But, again, I think that if there's specialty contractors in, like, SAP world and some of the things that I deal with – From what I'm reading on the surface, those guys are going to be safe, but don't take this as gospel. I've got to read a lot more into it myself to get my head around the new rules. 
I'm going to jump straight into an article from our good friends and supporters at Indeed. Oh, yes, and don't forget, everyone, the Indeed Summer Listener Pack's coming up Ooh, too. Oh, a Kindle. Jump on. Oh, it's a bloody good pack. Yeah, it's going to so be So much fabulous Indeed merch. And to do that, to be involved with that, what you need to do is jump onto the tar-pod.com website and subscribe. Um, so... From Indeed, unravelling the work family myth. Join our young and dynamic team. We're a big family here and we work hard and play hard. These are common phrases used in job ads and corporate culture descriptions. They may seem innocuous enough, even endearing, but they can be red flags that signal a problematic approach. Absolutely. Yep, to workplace dynamics in an organisation. Although the idea of a work family may seem appealing, it can actually have adverse effects on both employees and businesses. So take a closer look at why branding in your workplace as a family can be counterproductive, how it can negatively impact staff recruitment and retention, and how organisations can cultivate healthy and authentic workplace connections instead by reading the full article, and we're going to chuck that in the show notes for you. But it's um, it is funny because those lines continuously are rolled out in job ads, aren't they? If I hear um, work hard, play hard culture, I automatically just think of Silicon Valley bro dudes, ping pong, ping pong tables, all that crap, and I just find that toxic. Yeah, I mean, some of those things, particularly work hard, play hard, have got some gender um, Absolute labels turns on them. you off. Um, and, and I also find that very difficult too as not a big drinker mm. and those types of things and the, the pressure to get out. And, and I'm like, really? Can you just start respecting a few boundaries? Or join our young and dynamic team. That cuts oh, you and I out. Jesus. <laughs> well, but you know, You're not young and I'm not dynamic. <laughs> I am younger than you, Tiger. Remember, you're a junior boomer. <laughs> junior, junior boomer, junior boomer. But no, I just find it, it, it brings – well, it leads into what I'm about to talk about, a toxic work culture. Well, go on, get on to young, that. Well, this one, I found this in HRD. The toxic work culture is driving young employees to quit the next day. Mm. So being in a toxic work culture is enough to make the majority of young employees quit their jobs tomorrow, according to a new report, as workplace stress continues to impact employees. A new poll by LifeSum among Gen Zs and millennials in the United States revealed that three quarters of them would leave their employers tomorrow because of a toxic work culture. And this is even higher in the UK, where eight in 10 respondents admitted to the same sentiment, Mm. which... So in the US, 48% of respondents said they would replace their job tomorrow if that, if for one, that would be better supporting their health and well-being. Yep. And the findings came as 52% of the respondents said they suffer from workplace stress, with the other 51% saying work-related stress is affecting their personal life um, always or most of the time. And I think that leads into health and well-being is very important. Yeah. And it also shows the generational gaps too, where... Remember our parents' day, after spending a week with my parents recently, where you go into a job and you stay there for 30-odd years Mm. and then maybe move on or something like that. You were lucky to have a good job with a great employer and then you sort of move on to where I am with a Gen Xer. We started off like that and then... Gen Xers, you just don't argue with us, fuckers. Um, <laughs> and we were just like, well, no, I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. So, and the way it's now been paid for well, these guys going to work, and if they don't like it, they'll just leave. There are yeah. plenty of jobs out there uh, and plenty of other companies where they will have the gumption to go and find something that suits them personally. Yeah. And work-life balance is a massive, massive draw card because I was reading some stats how the big four accounting firms are not – 
got the great appeal recently either uh, for grads. I think some of the toxicity that's coming out of those workplaces, uh, the crazy-ass hours with the shit mm-hmm. all pay just so you can have a big four on your CV, is it worth it? Yeah, no, it makes Clearly sense, not. Clearly not. Hey. Hey, I've got one from Shortlist. It's good news. It's good oh, news. I love a good news story. Public service growth surge, the largest in a decade. So some 22,000-plus new staff were added to the Australian Public Service during the past year in 2023. And in total, 151,000 ongoing employees and 19,200 non-ongoing staff. This is the highest recruitment number of the APS in over 10 years. Mm. According to the APS State of the Service report released this week, the largest growth was in the Department of Defence and then followed by the Department of Home Affairs. So more than 60% of total APS workforce is now female, more than 60%. That's a good number. Um, And that's up from 58% last year. Women also moved up in average seniority, with more women now in the SES Band 2 classification than men for the first time ever. So there's more SES 2s than there are men, women than men, but there's slightly lower proportion of women in the SES Band 3, which again is a bit higher. So we've still got a bit of work to do. In the immortal words of Spice Girls. Girl power. Girl power. Some 88% of all government departments reported skill shortages in various areas during the year with digital and IT skills cited as the hardest to recruit. Ah, isn't it funny? Like they're the hardest to recruit, yet we're hearing of a lot of redundancies in tech sector. Um, Well, government are probably the lowest payers, aren't they? They are. But we're also seeing in the tech sector a lot of layoffs, but we're seeing also it's very hard to recruit and find the good skill sets. I think there's a lot of misalignment with expectation at the moment mm. and salaries, and et cetera. So the heady days of uh, post-COVID are over, my friends. Yeah, but it's interesting that they have got the most growth surging in their jobs for over a decade and we are working towards more than parity for um, for females within public service, which is great. Mm. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, this one I saw on LinkedIn. I saw LinkedIn. a recruiting ba- brain food. I've gone into a little rabbit hole and found it on about 79 million other publications. Gee. Um, and if you want to have a look at it, just have a jump on my LinkedIn. Oh, is this the one that you posted week. last week? This, and the headline is fabulous. This dev conference organiser seems addicted to making up women. <laughs> so the Devternity Conference in Europe, Edvard Sizovs. Edvard Sizovs. Yep, something like that. <laughs> okay, um, he runs Devternity and JD Con Developer Conferences, admitted that at least one woman speaker profile was auto-generated. So... <laughs> Yeah. We haven't got so, someone to present this, so we'll just make up someone from scratch and oh, make sure they're a woman. Oh, my God. Anyway, it goes on and on. It's absolutely crazy. So something seems to be amiss over there in the diverse speaker list at Devternity. The women, who, some of whom allegedly work for the parent companies of both the conferences, Dev.events, do not appear to exist. So the founder has come under fire for creating fake women guest speakers for the events and possibly creating a popular tech influencer that has amassed over 115,000 real-world followers on Instagram. How many? 115,000. For, for to, to for follow a Instagram person. Um, it's first <laughs> noted by 404 Media on November 24th um, by engineer Gerg... 
I'm going to get this wrong, Jugaili um, Orozov, he claimed several women listed on the Dev Trinity speakers include Coinbase staff engineer Anna Boyko and Coinbase software comp craftswoman Natalie Stadler. They don't actually exist and were made up by the event organisers. And uh, so they'd get more women speakers on their list. He also goes on to claim that the profile of the Microsoft MVP and WhatsApp senior engineer Alina Prokoda, a speaker set to appear in the 2024 conference for Java developers, had no online presence outside of the event and was likely fake as well. Wow. So they've gone on to confirm that he has been doing this for years. So, so what happens when people actually get to the conference and they're expecting to see these well, people present? Went on a couple of days later. Now, what has happened is this conference is now cancelled oh. because it has come to light with what um, Gerge uh, has put out there. And they have – all the major sponsors are pulling out, all the other speakers are pulling out. Like we're talking big names like Microsoft and some of the big players in the world. Gee. And they all just started pulling out. And the organiser of the conference, um, Edvard, is trying to say, oh, it was just there as a placeholder. But one of the women speakers that he's made up has been there, I think this is the fourth year in a row that he's popped her up there and she just never appears. <laughs> So I think his his event planning and conference career might well be over. Pretty much. So it's just going to show that it's very difficult in certain sectors such as tech to get diverse speakers and get women on board. But we're out there. There are women out there in tech who would come along. I think one of the other things that I noticed too, it's oh, we've had this discussion with women in the conference circuit before that we get undercut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, guys will go, right, this is what my fees, and women will go, yep, this is what my fees, and the organisers will go, oh, I can't really afford that. We can do this. I can't really afford that. And they're likely to say that to a woman more so than they are to a man. Right. And it's, you know what, just pay us what we're fucking worth. Yeah, yeah. If you want us to speak, if you want a woman to speak at your conference, we're out there, pay us. And first, You're paying the men, so where's the diversity and, and equity before that, and the gender Don't, don't make them up. Oh, God. And don't make us up because, seriously, you won't have a conference. Yeah. Hey, I've got one here also from Recruiting Brain Food. Fake candidates on the increase. And this was originally posted in the group last week by our good friend Stefan Wellick. His, his post said, has anyone noticed the spike in fake candidates? And if you have, do you have anything in place to combat them? Our TA team has been running into even higher number of fake candidates than normal lately, especially for engineering roles. We cross-check their social media profiles, LinkedIn, GitHub, etc., to try to spot their phone number if it's a VoIP one. Understand that's not a dead giveaway, though. Um, there's been a number of responses to Steph's post with key areas such as crypto, security, payments and edtech all seeing significant rises in fake candidates. Often based in China and North Korea in the crypto side and in the subcontinent and other areas, candidates present as someone with strong local skills, often no social media presence and some lip syncing, just like Milli Vanilli I reckon, during the video screens and often um, see that someone was talking for them or their video would be glitchy or delayed. Sometimes they have a background up, but you can hear people in the background talk and it would sound like they're in a call centre. So these are on the increase, and we know that there are people trying to hack into different areas, and we know that um, fake accounts and deep fakes are are on the rise. Um, Some possible support includes adding a multi-factor authentication system for application. Interviews or engagements will also help. It's not exactly a standard issue yet in human capital systems, but finding secondary solutions will help. Google and Microsoft both produce authentication products that can help. Um, There's also set up for quick timeouts. You can also look at Capture, 
You know, like yeah. when you click um, on all the traffic lights, yeah, click on the traffic lights, click right? on all the motorbikes. But let's just um, be on the lookout because fake candidates are definitely out there, kids. Yeah, I, the fact that we're actually having to go through this just to stop people getting into our company systems. Yeah. And look, some of it might be for people who are actually trying to get a job and they don't have the background qualification, so they're faking it. But um, more deep... What do they fucking expect? They are going to get caught out. Yeah, but more deep than that, in the the financial system, security, um, crypto, there are people who are trying to come in and really hack from the inside and, and start, you know... Ransom wearing um, oh, things, and so it's it's interesting because what they've found is that the recruitment process is a way in. Yeah, so I think we're going to be seeing more ATS as, as you said with that extra two factor authentication. Mm-hmm. We're going to be seeing, especially careers sites, are going to have the two factor authentication. Yeah. I think moving forward, and it's going to be on the rise. But your ATS is going to have to start providing that as well. So You're just when you thought there couldn't be any more new tech or anything out there, we'll be we'll be getting all of this stuff next year to help us with oh, um, fake candidates. Events, events, events. Ooh, and we're at the pointy end of the year for events we are, too. So we've we only are. really got two to talk about today. We have. So we're, we're, we're probably we, we won't talk about all of the Christmas parties that we'll be attending or the all those sorts of little afternoon drinks. Just just the main things, yeah. Well. Today is the Melbourne Meetups uh, Christmas party. Ooh. So they've got drinks down Fed Square. So get along to that. I am going to turn up for an hour or so. I'm not going to have a big one because, uh, remind you, that is famous last word. <laughs> Isn't it? Um, for <laughs> anyone who says that, and now that I've just put it out to the listeners, um, do not make it your mission. Because uh, <laughs> oh, I've got a big week. That is one of, we just had a Christmas party yesterday, a little lunch. A little luncheon. With Jovo. And I think I've got seven Christmas parties this week. Whew. Aren't you popular? I'm jingling those bells, buddy. Hey, tomorrow. Lauren, oh shit! I'm Gird your up. loins, Brisbane. Gird your <laughs> I, loins. I'm up at Brisbane Rec Meetups, and do you know what's called? I love it. It's called a very merry Chrissy Brizzy Rec up. Rec, I can't even. Say Can it you right. say it? I'll say it again. A very merry Chrissy Brizzy Rec Meetup. That's. Got to be. Uh, this is hard. Is it going to be Katie who came up with that, I've got or no is idea. a tracker? I don't know. It's some sort of poet. It's a beautiful name for it, and they're doing trivia night and fun. It's at the at five thirty p.m. at the Jubilee Hotel in the Valley. Everything's in the fucking valley, yeah. <laughs> and you can get more details from the LinkedIn page. But that's tomorrow, so that have to is going to be messy. It'll, well, I'm going to try to keep myself tight, oh, clean. Bullshit. I'll try. I said try. I know you. You are distracted by bright lights and shiny things. <laughs> and glasses with liquid in them. <laughs> yes, you are. So I am also going to set you one because it's the first Brizzy meetup you've been to, yeah. Craig. What, what do you want me to do? See if you can find the banner I lost in the first <laughs> meet up in the valley. It's got to be somewhere. Bonnie and I were pretty trolling that night, and uh, that first Brizzy meet up, that banner just never came out of the valley. Oh, it's, wouldn't it be funny if I walked into a pub and it's up? Like. <laughs> Uh, that would be funny. But because Craig is gracing Brisbane with yes. his presence, he will not be at the Tarpod Christmas party on Friday. No, I'm missing my own work Christmas which party. Which is just only a little staffy Christmas party. So there's only going to be four of us, not five this year. Oh. And we are going to go axe throwing. Axe throwing? Yes. Are you going to put a picture of me up on the target? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Friday oh. socials, you might see Craig with a splitting headache from the Brizzy yes. meetup and an axe in his head. It's like one of those voodoo dolls. Um, oh. <laughs> how many more weeks left of the 
the scoop do we have for this year? Is another last scoop is going to be on the twentieth. So we've got a couple more weeks to couple go. More. So, if you so have there's any still stories. more news coming through, though. Like we're seeing uh, a few little snippets of job ads are falling, but that's usual. That's yep. seasonal. It happens every year. So that's nothing I'd like to write home about. To be yep. honest, it's it's just. The season. But let's just see if we can skate out of this year with our, the seat of our pants still intact and um, what I'd like get ready to see, 2024. I don't want to be reporting on any more redundancies, please. Yeah, not, so, at this, not this close to Christmas. That's no. enough to send someone over the edge, and I don't like that idea at all. So do the right thing, Santa. Yeah, Santa. All no, right. no one's on the naughty list in our group. <laughs> and that's a goodbye from me. Stay safe, everyone, and remember, be kind. Bye from me.